This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Michelle Nedelec. Michelle has over 20 years of experience in executive coaching, working with clients ranging from eight figures to solopreneurs. Michelle runs the creative side of her Infusionsoft done-for-you marketing tech services company, doing marketing and business automation helping entrepreneurs with lead generation, sales conversions, and increasing their profits and revenue through maintaining their Infusionsoft through her company awareness strategies. Thanks so much for being here today, Michelle. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. Uh, We are going to be, you're going to be unraveling the mystery of automation (laughs) marketing. Just so you know. So let's start with talking (laughs) to us about the difference between marketing and business automation, if you would. Absolutely. So business automation is the full umbrella of running a business and automating things that can be automated so that you have less personal time being taken up on mundane tasks, less inefficiencies, more consistency within systems and within businesses. So typically, a company would look at business automation as an entirety once they get to a point where they have you know, a handful of people at least working in different arenas that they need to get data from one person to another, particularly, and um, being able to look at your business as a whole. So when a customer comes in, it's not only what were they marketed, what are they being sold? What are they being fulfilled on? How much are they being charged for it? (laughs) You know, and do all of those things have some degree of consistency in them, which is really easy when you're a single person to go, yeah, there's total consistency. I know what I said and I know what I delivered and I know how much I charge. But when you start to get more people in there, it becomes more complex. And as anybody knows that's ever worked in either marketing sales or accounting in large businesses, they tend to have what we call silos of data. So they're very independent and they don't communicate with each other. They don't talk to each other and what somebody has been sold versus what they've thought they were buying versus what they paid for can often be three very different things. So we want to be able to work with companies to be able to integrate those things so that the customers 
aren't getting what we call their ideal customers or having their ideal journey with that company and that there's consistency throughout there so that they can grow and eventually get to the point where they can scale the money. And to us, scaling your business is the delightful point where you just throw money at it and it makes more money for you. But in the initial stages of business, that isn't quite how it works yet. So in the smaller stages, then we want to look at just the marketing aspect of things and how can we automate as much of the marketing as possible so that you're not using a whole lot of human time to be able to do things that are monotonous, tedious, repetitive, (laughs) all the things that humans tend to dislike doing. And you get to use their humanity for all of the fun things like spontaneity and creativity and conversations and connections and all the things that they should be doing. And the fine line is, you know, how do you do that without sounding like a computer? Right. Right. So, so what does marketing automation look like? What, what does it include? Yep. That can include everything from um, the easy ones tend to be social media posts, getting them out there, especially if you have one post that's going to multiple areas, it can include that. When we're looking at it, we're looking at it from your, your data position, because what a lot of businesses don't understand is that your client information is actually a business asset of yours. So, where you host your client's information is actually a very valuable asset for you and your business. And it's a sellable commodity as well, which again, a lot of people don't think about because they're not necessarily thinking about selling their business right off the bat. They're looking at building their business, but you want to keep those things in mind because if all of your clientele is on Facebook, you don't actually own those assets. Facebook owns those assets. They own your friend list. So you want to be able to figure out a way to be able to bring those people from social media into your email list, into your database, so that uh, that becomes your asset and you have complete control over it. So regardless of uh, social media changing their rules and regulations, that when you own that data, you can use it in a way that uh, you see fit for that. So then it becomes a question of what questions do you repeatedly answer for people, whether it's you know, people that you're marketing to, people that you're selling to, people that you're onboarding as clients, what conversations do you typically have over and over and over again? And as soon as you've had that conversation, say three times, as my father used to say, once is an accident, twice is a mistake, <laughs> three times it's a habit. So once it becomes a habit, it's a habit for a reason. And usually it's because that's the good conversation. That's the one that's converting. So you want to figure out a way to be able to uh, repeatedly deliver that answer to people when they want it. So our job as the marketing strategist is to help business owners figure out what does that communication string actually look like? Is it a a bot on your website? Is it a video that you send to all of your clients once they've started up? Is it as simple as uh, delivering, putting your email address on your opt-in thank you pages so that people can go and whitelist or look for that email knowing where it's coming from. Because a lot of people will just have a thank you page. Oh, thanks for getting our opt-in. Look for it in your inbox, which is (laughs) kind of (laughs) condescending, but but it's not meant to be. Most people don't want to know that they've done that. (laughs) So you can't really blame them for it. And two, they don't kind of think through the, the process of what information does this person need next? They're super excited about getting the information. How do we make sure that they actually got the information? So it could be, hey, look out for an email from us at blank. 
and make sure that you whitelist it or send us an email right away so that it comes to your inbox, not to your um, spam or your promotion folders. And a lot of people don't understand the tech behind why that happens. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. But if it's as simple as giving them the email address on a thank you page, because you know you're going to have to go through that conversation. I didn't get your stuff. I didn't get your stuff. <laughs> your stuff. It's like, okay, we've got to put this somewhere that people can get it when they're looking for it so that uh, we don't have to have all these conversations with people that neither one of us want to have. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the bad ones, right? Exactly. Stuff it, it works for the good ones and the bad ones. So yeah. it's how do we get those out of human hands into computers involving... Like you said, the marketing, getting their email, their name, their email addresses, confirming that information, making sure that they got those, all of those things that become super tedious that we're used to now. But if you've ever opted in for several things, you know that several people will do it several different ways, some which you like and some which you despise. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So um, is it is it an expensive endeavor you know does it cost a lot to set up this marketing automation well no it can be as simple as you know if you find yourself writing the same email three times make it a template <laughs> that's yeah, like yeah. so you know what it is and you cut and paste it or you can get somebody else to cut and paste it or you can get a system to cut and paste it like it it's really a matter of looking at your business differently so that you can create more efficiencies in your day a lot of people think, oh, I need to answer that email so that it's personal. Well, if you're saying the same thing to everybody, then no, you don't. <laughs> so it was personal <laughs> when you came up with that. And now we can automate that. It'll still seem personal because it's still your words. It's still your emotions. It's still your everything. It's just that we have we can automate how we deliver that and when. Now, can you get into extremely expensive systems to be able to do this? Absolutely. Fortune mm -hmm. 500 companies spend a fortune on it. But your average uh, entrepreneur going, hey, I just want to run my business. In the last 15 years, this software has become so much more affordable, so much more accessible. Uh, it's fantastic. And you can have integrated systems, as they're called, uh, to be able to have your CRM, your email, your affiliate marketing, your e-commerce sales. All of these things can be integrated into one system, which then allows you to ensure that you have clean data and that people are getting the information they need. So it has become incredibly affordable uh, in the areas of like a uh, hundred bucks or a couple of hundred bucks a month, which is less than your utilities at this point yeah, <laughs> for some of us. You know, we had a hundred percent increase and like, oh, that wasn't fun. Uh, but we still turn on the lights, right? We It's still part of business and you got to look at it that way as, you know, I still right. need to get on my computer. I still need my clients to get a hold of me. So yeah. it's, it's not one of those things where you go, is this expensive? You go, does it do what I need it to do? And if it doesn't do what you need it to do, it doesn't matter how much money you've put in it. That was a waste of money. Putting money into something that does what you need it to do to be able to drive traffic and drive sales. Well, that's <laughs> smart business. And I love what you said about um, if, if you're sending the same email to several people, it, it's, you know, you're past the personal point. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not even personally into it at that point. It's like, oh my God, do I have to write this again? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just awful. Right. Yeah. So, and we, we've all done it. We know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh-huh. And every time I do it, I think to myself, I gotta stick that in a template and mm-hmm. you know my outlook. Um, so. so tip I mean, for the day, set yourself up a little draft in a uh, folder in your inbox and yeah. just put the subject line, whatever the email is. And at least then you can go through and check it. Or if somebody else is checking your email, they know where all your drafts are and it's right yep. there. Yeah, I know. And I do use them, especially like for this podcast, Yeah, uh, because it is the same thing over and over. And boy, mm-hmm. it just makes it so much better. <laughs> and for this one, it's kind of funny because I have five podcasts. And that's a lot <laughs> to be able to maintain. Yeah. So fortunately, we use our systems to be able to master it. And somebody will go, oh, yeah, I want to be on your podcast. This is great. Are you available You know, Thursday at four? And I'm like, okay, there's a link. <laughs> you have to <laughs> click the link because it sends off a whole trajectory of things that yeah. you can't even fathom right now. So click the link, book the time. <laughs> It'll exactly. all work out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Can we set up a call? No, you cannot. <laughs> no, right? no, you can't. <laughs> That is not how we do this thing. I would love to, but no. <laughs> we'll be chatting when we're on the podcast. Right? Exactly. <laughs> HR issues can kill you. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. And you spend way too much time dealing with HR when you should be spending your time on making a profit. You should talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated U.S.-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They get to know you and your business while providing HR expertise and the personal touch you need and want. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Accelerate under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled BAM, B-E-E dot com. Bambi.com. Type in Accelerate. Now let's talk about who should be doing these things because, and, and does it differ, you know, with stage of business? Because, you know, there's a lot of business owners. Mm-hmm trying to tackle these things. There's companies hiring VAs Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's firms like yours. So, you know, help us understand that breakdown. Navigate the waters. Absolutely. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter so much as the phase of business, so much as it matters your business model. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
So if somebody wants to be a coach, a consultant, something like that, where they want 10 clients a year at X amount of dollars, and they're perfectly happy. So 10 clients at 10,000 or plus a year, and that's all they really want to do. You can run that business off a cell phone and a merchant account number. That is all you need to be able to do that. And as long as you have the people in your cell phone, <laughs> you're, you're rocking it. Um, you may have to meet those people, which is um, yeah, a little bit different. But usually people that go into the consulting world, especially, they already have those contacts. They already know who their ideal clients are. It's just a matter of connecting with them and going, hey, I'm doing this now. Do you know anybody that is looking for some assistance in this area? Right. And they can, you know, make two of those calls a week and be have their year filled within the month. So, and that's a fantastic business model. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that business model. Nothing needs to be more complicated in that than that. And you can fly around the world doing everything you want to do, live in the life, laptop lifestyle. It's all available. But then you get a special kind of crazy like me that goes, I want 50 employees and I want. <laughs> And if you're a special kind of crazy, like me, I'm just talking about myself, but if the shoe fits, um, then we need more complex systems to be able to follow us around, right? And I, there's times when we're working on a client's project and we kind of laugh going like, who thinks that one person can do all this? Because we have somebody doing the creative side of the strategy for an ad, say a Facebook ad, and somebody else is editing the ad and somebody else is, you know, on IT support with you know Facebook trying to figure out why they've <laughs> canceled or denied something. Yeah. And then somebody mm-hmm. else is on like you just it's really hard for us to understand how you could expect one person to do all of these things. Uh-huh. So when a, somebody says I want to have a mini me, which is usually what the entrepreneurs will say first. Like that's their first hire is I want a mini me. Like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> you yeah. really don't. You want somebody that you can pay substantially less to be able to do the things that are administrative usually, you know, go through my emails, find out which ones are important for me, book my a holiday or book my appointments, clean up my appointments, make sure that my calendar is right. All that kind of fun stuff that can be done relatively inexpensively. And, and it saves an immense amount of time. Like <laughs> probably 70% of most entrepreneurs time is being spent doing administrative tasks when they shouldn't be. And a really easy, another tip for that one is just pick any given day and have a, a notepad next to you. And just in, you know, half hour increments, write down what you're doing and and why you're doing it. And if it has to be in smaller increments, like you change every 15 minutes and write it down because you will quickly realize if you did that for three weeks, it would drive you crazy, but you would know exactly who you need to hire because you would know exactly what admin tasks you need to (laughs) delegate. You would know what things are being done more than three times that you should automate. You can identify all the things that are complete time waster that you've got to delete, (laughs) say no to and quit doing. And you'll find out what your uh, revenue generating activity is which then allows you to focus on those activities. And if all you did was double those activities and take the rest of the time off to go and paint or golf or do whatever it is you want to do in your off time, you would be twice as productive, but you'd probably make four to 10 times more money because now you have a valuable amount of time that you're spending dedicated to your revenue generating activities, 
which then allows you to be exponentially more productive. Got it. That's great. Thank you for that. That, that is a great breakdown. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you have to be at a point where you're a little bit predictable in your business <laughs> at that point to be able to do that. Um, but if you've had you know, three clients, you're at the point where you're ready to do that. You have the ability to know, how did I get those clients? What made them decide to sign up with me? How mm-hmm. am I delivering on them? So it doesn't mean you have to be in business for three years before you can do that and figure out what your tasks are. It can be relatively quickly in business. And it, again, just comes back to the model of what are you trying to accomplish and what do you want to do? And do you want to build a business that has you know, a ton of moving parts? If you want a thousand clients, you're going to need systems that can keep up with that because nobody's going to be able to do that. After you've got to about 10, 12 clients, you pretty much need either support and or systems in place to be able to take care of the monotony. Right. Right. Wow. That is great. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely great. So um, talk to me a little bit about the... um, She's going, I really want to know about my business. What do I do in my business? (laughs) Right here, right now. (laughs) No, no, no. You you, you named my business. You you definitely, you know, grab that category. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about VAs and... um, Mm -hmm. The extent to which uh, a, a business owner, like, should they expect one VA to be able to do all of the things that they want to offload? Or is it more, <laughs> no. you know, find a boutique <laughs> firm where there's a bunch of people who have different skills? What do you think? Yeah. Well, and there's there was a study done once by a gentleman, and I wish I could remember what his name was, but he, they got it down to a fine art of, who do you need to hire when? And if memory serves me correctly, the first one was an admin person. Second one was sales. Third one was operational fulfillment. Um, and then seven was the awkward breaking point. I remember those <laughs> key indicators. And it's being able to understand that there are, and going back to this idea of a mini me, a lot of entrepreneurs think that if I can just find somebody who thinks like I do, does what I do, and they can do all of these things, that would be the most efficient way to get the business done. And it's not yeah. true. It's the most efficient way to start a business because I have one employee. <laughs> Therefore, I will do everything. You know, I am the chief uh, cook and bottle washer, as I used to say. Right. And, and that works great. But when it comes to the tasks that we do, there's also been studies done that this whole idea of multitasking just does not work that we need to be able to focus on one thing at a time and do it well. And by doing that, if we can take into account people's aptitude towards certain skill sets, right? There are some people that are very good at organizing things. They can alphabetical, put things into alphabetical order. They can put them in numerical order, chronological order, anything where there's a, a pattern to it, they can figure out how, the thing fits into the pattern. And those people typically you want to have as your administrative and you want them basically taking care of you so that you can focus on your primary objective, whatever that might be at the time. Then you want somebody typically in sales because most people don't like doing sales. (laughs) 
Um, Most entrepreneurs I know, even though they may be good at sales, don't like doing sales, which I find particularly kind of funny, but it's, it's being able to engage people and to say, Hey, I have this thing of value. Do you value it? Great. I would like to exchange this for some value. And that can be a difficult conversation for people to have, but people who would love to have that conversation will do it over and over and over again all day long. And that's just what they want to be doing. And paying them to do that job is highly valuable because then you're looking at the operational side of things. Now, once you get into the operational or fulfillment side of your business, if that's one-on-one coaching, or maybe it should be group coaching, and then you can work with a multitude of people and and then you want to have kind of the technology to be able to facilitate that, or you want to be able to have somebody organize the rooms so that you can bring people to those rooms. Now you're looking at the backend support of, even though it's you yourself and you delivering those things, it's how can other people support you to be delivering those things? So it might be if it's a Zoom meeting that you have tech support, somebody checking the chat, somebody conversing with people, somebody making sure that everybody's got their links, making sure that the pretty links are in the emails, you know, all of those sorts of things. And depending on the aptitude of your assistants, you know, that could be an administrative job. It might be a tech job. It depends where it fits into the other systems that you have in place. So if you've, like I said, have say a hundred clients and you need the tech support, you not only need an administrative person taking care of the admin, you probably want a customer service person taking care of the customer service, engaging people in conversation, having fun with them, which is a different personality type. And then the tech person in the back, making sure that the links are right, the emails are getting set out, the the deliverability is there on the techie stuff that they need to be looking at. So again, it's kind of how do you grow that business such that you know yeah. that somebody's capable of doing it. And usually it's you give it all to somebody and then they go, hey, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> you go, oh, okay. Maybe we should look at having somebody else do that. <laughs> That's okay too. Oh, this is great. I appreciate this information. It's clear. It's specific. It is so helpful to, to be able to, you know, really... Um, understand and define these things. So, Michelle, thanks so much for sharing this information. My pleasure. Will you share with the listeners, you know, about your business and how they can find you, please? Absolutely. So, can I give them a gift? Oh, sure. Yay! We love <laughs> gifts. We love giving out gifts. We love receiving gifts. <laughs> I'm sure they do too. So, we have a website audit, and what it does is it goes through and it actually um, scales your. Uh, website and comes up with about a 30 to 50 page report, depending on the size of your website. And it's a $500 value that delivers on knowing what your green lights, your yellow lights, and your red lights are as far as Google traffic is concerned. So Google, uh, in its infinite wisdom, will allow more traffic to certain sites if in the past people that have gone to that site have been happy with what they saw. So green lights, Google's allowing the traffic to go through. Yay, congratulations, you're doing something that's right. You get to pat yourself on the back for those. Yellow lights are things that Google is slowing the traffic down. So maybe um, people are bouncing off the site a little too fast. They're not getting the information that they want. It'll let you know kind of what it sees as being the problem is why it's slowing the traffic down. 
You know, red lights tend to have acronyms attached to them. <laughs> so things like if you don't have your security systems in place or your SSLR, um, SSL certificates updated, uh, Google will stop traffic completely. It just won't allow oh. traffic to go to your site. And you may not know that if you haven't gone and typed in your site <laughs> into a Google yeah. search lately, right. which most people don't. They'll go straight to the website and they won't see what comes up on their site. So at the end of this report, I'll give you a link to connect with me, have a discovery call. I'll go through the report in English <laughs> so that you know what it, all the acronyms and all the fun stuff means. Give you some ideas of what you can easily implement to be able to increase your visibility on site. And uh, if we have time, I'm happy to kind of strategize with you on some things that you can do to implement to either automate your business, simplify your business, or maximize your digital marketing so that you're not losing revenue on activities that you're putting money into. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. How do they so find that? They can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit. And I'm sure you'll have links in the notes, but go and put your name and email in there and your website. Like I said, it takes about 10, 20 minutes, depending on the size of your website, check your inbox for an email from awarenessstrategies.com. And uh, yeah, I look forward to meeting with you. Awesome. I will definitely make sure that is in the show notes. Thank you nice. so much for that. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.